This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly podcast where two grown women convince themselves that the WWE writers are listening to their weekly podcast. Each week we talk SmackDown and Raw, pay-per-views and news, plus all other manner of fun wrestling happenings. I am Jillian, and as always, I am here with Abigail, and I am ready to talk about a lot of things happening in wrestling. Are you... I have rarely been more ready to talk about things <laughs> happening in wrestling. I'm very excited. Lots of exciting things happened, many of which are directly in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. It does feel like rather than a three-hour program, a lightly curated box that I receive packed with my <laughs> interests. Thank you, Dad. Monthly subscription service. So... I noticed something. So uh, SmackDown opens with Judgment Day, uh, Finn and Damien versus Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. But I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you, I don't know if you noticed this, but did they change the way they show people's names, like the graphics? Did you notice? Mm. I, I feel like before so, it used to be kind of a little banner. And this time it was like yeah. in the middle of the screen and like the colors were kind of purpley. Oh, I feel like they've been, like, experimenting with, like, okay. different styles related to, oh, like, like, individual wrestlers. Yeah. Like, what font would apply to Finn yes. and Damien? Yeah. Bookhouse? Isn't that one called Bookhouse? <laughs> I think Bookhouse. I mean, you know what font would apply to Austin Theory, right? Which? Comic Ariel? Sans. Oh. Comic Sans. That's fair. Mm -hmm. That or papyrus. <laughs> Garbage. Garbage font. <laughs> so um, during this match, Ray, his ring gear kind of reminded me of spearmint gum. Like he was very oh. neon greenish. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that Looks like Santos Escobar also does cupping. So it's making its way through the WWE, spreading like wildfire. I'm so curious about cupping. Like, I legitimately, <laughs> when next we're together, we have to do some light cupping. We need to go have it professionally done, though. I'm not going to try it. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't offering to cup you. No. I mean, <laughs> we will need to find a, like, cupologist. <laughs> I don't want to have burns from... <laughs> Poor cupping, or somehow I shatter a glass and slice your back open. I don't have that kind of confidence in myself to perform <laughs> cupping on someone I care about. No, absolutely not. So in this match, I was thinking about um, how tall Damien Priest is, right? He's just like a big link monster. He's mostly so legs. So tall. Just so tall. Now you can look up information about wrestlers online, obviously, and they have like their build height. So like, who knows if that's actually accurate, but like... Let's compare Damian Priest to Adam Driver. Who's taller, do you think? I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering Maybe if Damian they're like... Priest? I think so. Is, I mean, is Adam Driver more torso than legs? I think he's more torso than legs. I also, I just want to point out the comparison is the thief of, thief of joy. And we don't need to compare beautiful things. <laughs> we can just enjoy it. No, but I, I feel like Damian Priest is taller. But I could be making that up because I, I am making that up. I have no idea. He might be. It was just more not not to compare for uh, value's sake, but just to compare for comparison's sake. Adam Driver's hands are probably bigger. Probably. <laughs> probably. 
the limit does not exist on the side of that man's <laughs> hand, so. Do you have any thoughts about this match? What'd you think? I mean, I feel like this match is a, a good example of two things. One, we've sort of been committed to kicking SmackDown off with something really fun and fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think that's a great yeah. choice rather than always opening with chatter. Yep. Um, two, it's really weird how when you put a bunch of great wrestlers together, <laughs> just like really super fun stuff will happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, I like seeing this kind of mashup, although it's really, not really funny, but it's the size difference between Damien and Ray is just bonkers. And I just feel hilarious. like, I just like, throws that man around like nobody's business and I always worry for everybody's safety. I feel like this match is a really good illustration of when people are like, oh my gosh, one of my favorite tropes is height disparity. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's what your height disparity looks like when you're like, you know, the jade-eyed main character is barely five feet tall. Her lover <laughs> is 6'10". Like that's that's <laughs> what we're getting, ladies. Does that really look manageable to you? No. No, it is not. I'm not trying to shame anybody, but that height disparity just seems uncomfortable and difficult to manage. It does. I mean, like, nothing is ever going to be comfortable for both of you. I know. So I guess in conclusion, be realistic about your height disparities. And also Damien Priest <laughs> is not going to be able to date Rey Mysterio. When you're writing your fan fiction, pay attention to height disparity. Just think about this stuff and, you know, write in a low table for someone to stand on. Yeah, don't ruin it for everybody else. Okay. <laughs> so Judgment Day wins this match. I don't know that that was terribly surprising. I mean, I don't think it was. Um, they seem to really have the number of Ray yeah. at all right now. Mm -hmm. And I assume that's all going to come crashing down at Backlash when Bad Bunny enters the chat for real. So, Yeah, I think so. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Next week, we'll have to do our backlash predictions. Oh my gosh, so soon. I know. I'm excited. And also next week, we'll get to talk about the draft because it Which starts I, Friday. I confidently believed it started this Friday and then nothing was happening. And I was like, when is the draft? I'm going to crap my pants. It's coming the end of this week, right? Yes, it's now it's coming so soon. I'm going to crap my pants again. Friday and Monday. Ugh. Okay. Gonna Stress. be stressful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, skipping ahead a little bit, we see Zelina backstage with Adam Pierce, and mm -hmm. she has asked for a match at Backlash. She wants to fight Rhea Ripley. Good for her, right? I mean, the spunkiness on this one. Well, and at first I was like, this seems weird, but then um, thank you to wwe's social media person who makes probably thirty thousand dollars a year like you said they reminded me that last year they wrestled at backlash yeah and they've been circling each other a little bit recently right like yeah. if they're at ringside they get involved and there's kind of some stare downs and some one-off moves so i mean i feel like we've planted some seeds for this and i like selena so i'm mm -hmm. excited for her i mean do i think she's gonna win no but it's a title shot, right? It's it's a title shot, I believe. Yeah. I will be so mad if she loses to Zelina. Nothing against Zelina, but like, gonna lose it's it at Backlash? Time. Come on. 
It's not going to happen. It's absolutely not going to happen. I mean, Dad loves a long title reign, and Rhea is one of his favorites. There's no way. I, yeah, okay. I Breathe just deep. It's hard to love again. <laughs> you can't trust I, anybody. I get it. It's like not a lot has been done to build up our trust. So, Well, with that excitement comes other excitement. And the other excitement is an update on our tarot cards where we meet Karen, Karen Cross and Scarlett. And Karen's talking about identity. Yeah, picking up what Bray Wyatt put down. Which, where the fuck is Bray Wyatt, by the way? <laughs> I guess he's not in the cards. <laughs> I mean, like, what the fuck? He just completely disappeared. <laughs> he's so just bizarre. Taking, he's taking a while to cope with the whole Uncle Howdy thing and really think things through. He's in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, what is he up to? Um, My favorite bit from this was Carrion saying, I didn't hurt anyone. It was the cards. <laughs> it was all the cards. <laughs> Oh, man. I did oh, also like, man. though, like he was taking credit for a lot of things that probably yeah. had nothing to do with him in the long yeah. run. Like, oh, this happened to this guy. This guy. I'm like, this actually feels really analogous to how tarot actually works. <laughs> you just kind of like retroactively apply it to things. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I think tarot is super fun and I love getting a tarot card reading. But yeah, it's like a it's definitely a looking for the signs where you want to find them. So. Well, they plan to take Shinsuke Nakamura's honor, which, like, to be honest, made me think of some kind of horrible, like, prom night yeah. happening that goes horribly awry. But it sounds bad. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I love Shinsuke, so I'm I'm team Shinsuke on this one. I like that they said they're going to take his honor, but then Karrion referred to him as Mr. Nakamura, and I was like, well, that's very respectful. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I think we're talking across purposes here, Carrie, and I just want to point that out to you. He really has problems with identity issues, so he's he's trying to work through it. Makes sense. And, you know, I hope the cards can bring him clarity on that. I hope so, too. And that he stopped punching them. Hopefully he's not beating a dead horse. Ugh. See what I did there? I did. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I would like to move forward to more strange, I guess, turns of phrase. Okay. Uh, we have Ricochet and Braun versus the Viking Raiders, which I'm pretty sure I this is what I heard. And maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. But one of the announcers called them Team Jacked, Tan and Juicy. Oh, that's no mistake. And yet at the same time, a huge mistake. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. They call themselves that, I think, right? Yeah, and I just, I want to remind everyone that Cirque du Soleil was a much better option, but here we are with Jack Tan and Juicy. Cirque du Soleil is a million percent better. I guess, like, jacked, I'll give you. Tan, objectively true. Juicy? Mm. Mm. Don't love I it. I don't want to talk about people as being juicy. Blech. Oh, really, either. That's really uncomfortable. What did you think of this match? I thought it was great, but for me, one of the best parts was Braun yelling, I remember what you did last week. You're about to pay. <laughs> was he wearing like a raincoat and had a hook for a hand or? He's just, he's, he's not good at smack talk between, you know, flippy him. flippers and this. <laughs> 
I'm going to inhale all the smoke. <laughs> oh, bless, like, you. bless your heart, Bron. Like, I like you, Bron, but maybe let Ricochet talk. Just gonna, I'm just going to put that out there. Like, let Ricochet yeah. be the mic guy. I'd be fine with that. I think everybody would be okay with that. Yeah. I also really appreciated that we have now cemented our official position that Valhalla has mystical powers and we are rightly afraid of her. Yeah, they've fully gone in on that. She seems to be much more active ringside now, like fully cursing people and trying to reinforce Viking Raiders resolve via hand gestures and some shrieks. I feel like if you are a person who ever said, I would love to see the Undertaker come back, but make it the divine Norse feminine, Valhalla is here. 100%. I feel like that's one of those sentences that if you had monkeys typing on typewriters for like 100 years, they would type that sentence out eventually. (laughs) (sighs) Those are most of my sentences. I just love the idea that someone was like, I want the Undertaker, but like a Norse lady. Very specific. I love it. So we have a championship match next. Raquel and Liv versus Chelsea and Sonya. Um, When this match was like being introduced. Yes. I think I heard Wade say... Oh no. <laughs> that in reference to the to the upcoming Matt Riddle and Solo Sokoa match, it's gonna get X rated. Oh I'm I'm a thousand percent sure he said that. I don't think that's what he meant. Mm, I bet it's I guess there's two possibilities. One, he does not actually know what X rated means, which at <laughs> his big age seems really impossible. <laughs> I agree. What if he was like, not all movies are rated X for sexual content. Sometimes it's violence. That was like the other thing I was thinking, like maybe it's a violence thing. I don't know. I mean, not for 99% of the population, but you know, if it works for him. (laughs) Or like back in the, you know, 60s, they would rate a film X that really didn't have any sex in it at all. Like Barbarella. That was rated X. Barbarella. Oh my gosh. There's like no nudity. There's no, like, I don't think there's any nudity, but it's just like pretty harmless by today's standards. Yeah. I think it's just lightly titillating. It's not like there's not a lot of exposed skin. So at one point Cole called Wade a normie. I don't know if you caught that during this match. Devastating insult between commentators. I know. But I want to, I have a couple of questions. Okay during this match so at one point wade called raquel the biggest powerhouse in the women's division Hmm. now what do you think about that well i think there's no denying that raquel is a powerhouse Mm -hmm. i guess if you're talking powerhouses of the women's division who do we have like raquel charlotte flair obviously rhea ripley bianca Bianca definitely, who I think might get overlooked sometimes when casually referencing powerhouses because she's like little. Yeah. She's a small powerhouse. Piper Niven, very powerful. That's true. Do we, I think maybe Raquel has made more of a gimmick of her strength Mm -hmm. than these other ladies. Yeah. Like it's 
it's her leading characteristic it's right? a feature yeah. yes what did you think about this what's your i i thought it was uh, an interesting statement i immediately i mean immediately i thought of rhea ripley because right she's always kind of at the forefront i would like to see them wrestle each other i think that would be cool i think that would be badass yeah but i think I don't know. I mean, Raquel does a lot more picking up and throwing around of people. Although, to be fair, she's also like tag teaming right now. So there's mm-hmm. more people to throw around generally. Right. Rhea would have to throw Dom Dom most of the time. <laughs> she would like, to throw someone. I think I was watching on Raw when she was on. Um, so I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But yeah. when she picks people up, it's like it looks like it's nothing for her to do it like she just lifts up women like no big deal and not even like teeny tiny women like average size women she's just like yep throws them around like it's amazing she's crazy powerful i mean i don't i suppose there's like a lot of different arguments to be made here but i I think you could make a very good case for raquel being Mm -hmm. like the powerhouse for sure yeah i just thought that was an interesting statement it was quite a declaration on wade barrett's part well, as we know from L.A. Knight and some other circumstances, he likes what he likes. That's true. You know, so he's rooting for he Raquel, and I support very that. very particular tastes. He's a very unique man, and I love that about him. Other question. Two okay. questions, I guess. One, where the fuck is Carmella? That's a Two, great question. Where the fuck is Charlotte? also a great question so i feel like i saw a thing after wrestlemania that charlotte was going to take time off again because she just got married right or they've been married for a while oh it was a while ago they got married yeah yeah but i mean but i don't know she's still allowed to take time off look at you evil corporate overlord um i think you are the evil corporate overlord in this instance you're like she just got married like three years ago why does she need time off fuck her (laughs) I mean, I meant it more like I thought she got married in the last few months because time doesn't no, work for me. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where there's a few people. I'm like, where's Alexa Bliss? I know. She's been where's MIA for a while. Where like, are all these people? All these people who like figured rather prominently right? over the last couple of months have just now like disappeared. It's like. It's like an after school special where one by one the popular kids start disappearing. <laughs> They're all being trafficked because they smoked marijuana one time. <laughs> I I wonder if they'll surface like after the draft or something or yeah, I mean I everybody kind of has to show up for the draft, right? I mean, I guess the thing is, like, not everybody has to be drafted. They can be sorted out later if they're not very important, right? But I feel like you're going to see some big names come back to get drafted. Yeah. To make it more exciting, right? Like, oh, Charlotte Flair. I'm excited about it. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So this isn't specific to the match we're talking about because it was on Raw, but since we're talking about the draft... Corey Graves kept like making me sick to my stomach. Like everything will change. Tag teams destroyed. You'll never see them again. I know. Watch them tearfully wave goodbye from the back of a station wagon pulling away. Like Corey, stop it. I know. It's too much for me. Later, I have a note about talking about tag teams. So we'll come back to it. Excited. So uh, Liv and Raquel retained by Cheatsies. 
They did. Little cheats. I was surprised. Were you surprised? I was also. I was also surprised. I guess. You know, if we want to continue the storyline, we have to give the heels something to latch onto to make their point. Yeah. That they deserve continued opportunities. I did really like <laughs> that Wade Barrett was complaining that the ref cannot identify face-based cheating, only <laughs> heel-based cheating. And Michael Cole's like, that doesn't matter. Shut up. We don't talk about that. I totally didn't hear that. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's so funny. <laughs> I mean, but it's true, right? Because they, like, I mentioned it last week. Like, there's like actual logic that runs through a lot of like heel parts of mm -hmm. matches, but it's like, lol, we don't. That doesn't exist. Yeah, I feel like Sonia Deville is gonna start building like her supernatural dad Winchester esque storyboard <laughs> in her hotel room of how she has been wronged and how she has a perfectly logical <laughs> argument for why the faces are really being jerks but no one will care no one will listen no one will believe her anything I'll else you'd like to say that. about this here this here match um just that I think you know these ladies are doing a good job of making mm -hmm. me more interested yeah in their I agree. rivalry like they're they're really keeping me I'm not going to say riveted, but they're definitely making me want to pay attention when they're on. So, yes, like I'm not like ugh when they come out. So, right. I feel like that's a good, that's a good step in the right direction. Cautiously optimistic. So, a match that I was really excited for came up um a little bit after this, Xavier Woods versus Gunta for the IC Championship. I was ready. I was ready yeah. for Xavier to take the title. Mm -hmm. Have a moment to rest it from Gunther's hand, so we could free up Gunther for like, I don't know, going after Roman Reigns or whatever, right? Because how long is Gunther going to have this fucking title? I really, really thought this was going to be it. I kind of did too. Like, even though it came on kind of quickly, I feel like I think that's the power of Xavier Woods is that I believe in him, and Absolutely. I he made me want to root for him. And like you yeah. said, Gunther has had it for a while, so it's time. I know. I. It was a really good match. I I feel like there, <laughs> there was something I wrote down, though, that uh, Dear Wade said. Oh, I bet I know what it is. <laughs> I bet I know what it is. Because this was the other thing. I'm like, you are the only adult man in the world who doesn't know what this means. Or you know exactly what you're doing. Smelling the shocker. Smelling the shocker. <laughs> I mean, I was... I think I, I yelled or something like, are you kidding me, Wade? I mean, who doesn't know what the shocker is at this point, Wade? Come on. It was bad enough because the first thing he said was that he thought Xavier might pull out the shocker. And I was like, well, that is one way to win. <laughs> that is one way to get the advantage over your competitor. And I don't know how it would work in this situation, but I am so curious to find out. Didn't Matt and Jeff used to like have their hand thing? Wasn't their hand thing kind of like the shocker? It was Matt. So when he was, oh no, you're not gonna watch me try to do this. When Matt was Matt Hardy version one, he would hold up oh my God. the shocker because it'd be like <laughs> V one. Oh my God. Matt Hardy, evil genius, who was also in the seventh grade. That's amazing. Do you think he 
realize that's what he was doing? Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think he took great delight in getting thousands of people each week to throw up the shocker in his honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent think it was on purpose. Now, do I think Wade Barrett was doing it on purpose? No, I think he didn't realize what he said until it was far too late, but I, <laughs> I attribute full intent to Matt Hardy. I agree. <laughs> well, Xavier gave Gunter a run for his money. I mean, oh this wasn't like gosh, a simple yeah. win. He, eventually won by sleeper hold and i was I, sad i really did think that he might pull out the shocker i mean there was there was this moment where he kind of busts gunther down onto the mat into a pin and it was so impressive mm -hmm. it yeah. was just high impact and sudden i don't know like i guess that's why he's so good at what he does right because he makes you believe that this is the night he could win it yeah i want good things for him because he's all alone right now <laughs> I know all of his friends are hurt. It's a very sad time. It is. So Xavier, we if you want, you can come on the show and we can talk about fun things. You'd be a treasured friend of the show. Like the shocker. Like the shocker. Before before we leave the shocker, this one's not as good. But before this match really began, Wade Barrett was also insisting that Xavier got his shot by irritating Gunther with his trumpet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember close. It's a trombone. It's like, a trombone, <laughs> you ignorant slut. What the hell? I don't know how you don't know that, Wade Barrett. Come on. Someone drinks at work. He was not in band class. <laughs> mm -mm. He was not a band nerd, and it really shows. God, Wade, you're so lame. <laughs> I still love you though. <laughs> um so at, there was like this little video package after this, I think, where they were kind of showing like KO and Sammy. Mm -hmm. And there was a headline on the news thing. I don't know if you noticed. They're like showing news clippings, news headlines. And one of the, one of the headlines said, Owens and Zane flirt with perfection. Hmm. And my brain, my warped, melting brain, saw it like they flirt with perfection like their flirting is perfect <laughs> i would just i would edit that headline to owens and zane flirt perfection <laughs> it's snappier too it is snappier it is snappier oh, that was a delight i had to make note of that that's pretty great so let's jump ahead a little bit to the main event of smackdown which is solo sokoa versus Matt Riddle. Let's do it. And I loved the opening of this, like the Usos in the ring. And I love what I love when they're I love when they talk. Like yes. and they're doing they're like hyping each other up and they just keep saying it's like what kind of rematch it's gonna be, right? Because they're talking about the rematch of yeah. uh WrestleMania. And at one point he said it's a call your mama and tell her the Usos are on TV kind of rematch. I love that <laughs> so much. That was my favorite one maybe maybe when i watch it i will in fact call my mom and tell her the <laughs> usos are on tv and she's gonna be like what the hell are you even talking about i don't yeah, care i wouldn't bother and then maybe hang up on me <laughs> but they're they're like such good hype men they are i love it like even when they're like flirting with disaster <laughs> They just like really believe in themselves and I love it so much. Yeah, and I, I like that 
the backdrop of everything happening like you have to kind of feel some of it is bravado like false bravado yeah. right yep because as we're gonna see later in the week like oh not everybody is is feeling super convicted on this front not everybody's feeling oozy yeah some people haven't felt oozy in a long time and that's sad i realize that this is the uh episode of wrestling is for girls where i point out all the weird shit wade barrett says because at one point he called solo the samoan savage and like Not we're ideal, right back bro. we're right back in grandpa territory <laughs> wade yep. barrett please yep. please stop it's like stop. wait i just I want to remind you that the heart of darkness was a cautionary tale, not an instruction manual. Oh and <sighs> I would like to think that in the year of our Lord, 2023, we know not to refer to people as savages, but apparently we still have some, some distance to go on closing that gap. I think the English are a little slow to catch up on that. I like that you have just declared our podcast to be enemies of the English. <laughs> Shots fired. I mean, given their tendency towards imperialism, we are effed. <laughs> I think we're okay. <laughs> they won't let me move there, so. We also don't have anything of value to harvest. To offer. So, right? I don't know. We have an award-winning podcast that the writers of WWE <laughs> listen to. That's true. That's very true. And, you know, it has definitely won the honor of being my husband's favorite podcast by someone that he is married to. So, yeah, that's I was just going to say it's won the award of favorite podcast of spouses of the hosts of the show. Right. So, I think at some point, Matt buried Solo under a table. But like it didn't yeah really it was matter. vengeance and he'd promised to do it so that's true he did and the usos come out to help which is not a shocking thing at all it's just a matter of like when it's not ethical or shocking no but solo wins this one did you did you see this coming i did i mean we are very very committed to maintaining the street champs nearly flawless record and i don't hate that for him yeah, I uh, I think it's kind of fun, although it is exciting to wonder, like, who's going to beat him next. I think that, like, it builds suspense, like, who's going to start handing him some defeats. But also, I think it, it really, I'm not a fan of someone being unstoppable just to make them unstoppable. But it serves Brock the Lesner. purpose of the story. <laughs> yes, I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it serves the purpose of the storyline that solo is really the mvp right like mm -hmm. he's the star Absolutely. of the bloodline yeah so i'm i'm okay with it i wonder how seth would do against solo like i feel like that could be a fun showdown i think that would be very interesting and i 100 percent support it it's but better he needs than... to wait i was gonna say it's better than another match that's upcoming it is he just he needs to let Rhea get there first Oh my god. I need them to fight. It's like an obsession now. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Is there anything else you'd like to say about this match or SmackDown before we move on? Um, Just that I, 
I really appreciated the variety of extremely brutal spots. And I mean, the table thing was yeah. dumb. I maintain that the table thing is stupid. But when Solo got dumped on all those chairs uh, that were set up, I was just like terrified for him. Uh -huh. Like, And then Matt Riddle threw a chair right into his face. And I was like, ah. And I wondered why wrestlers always catch the chair thrown at them. When, you know, like if you yeah. and I are wrestling and you throw a chair and I catch it and you kick me in the chair. Yeah. I don't have to catch it. <laughs> no, you don't. But I, maybe you I, do. I wish someone would just tell them that. I really, really wish that someone would say that. That's it. Well, I think that's a good thing to put in this week's letter to dad. Absolutely. Just a little OSHA note, you know? Yeah. Dear dad, this violates section three, subparagraph two, bullet point C, mm -hmm. about chair usage in the office. Not acceptable. Oh, there was one other thing. Okay. Solo did something during this match that I've seen him do before, and it's one of my favorites. Someone Ooh. gets out a table, and he <laughs> quietly goes and puts the table away. He's like, no, not today, asshole. That is a not great thing. <laughs> it's, it's always without, like, any, any ceremony. It's just like, no, we're going we're gonna to put that away. I would pay good money for a t-shirt with a cartoon Solo Sokoa pushing a table under the ring that says I'm not the one. <laughs> good money so dad if you could make a note please maybe we you. i think we're gonna have to make our own at some point just like do <laughs> some stick figures funny. and iron them onto a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> this is about as arty as i get yeah i would wear it proudly are you ready to get raw i was born ready to get raw i escaped from the womb and shrieked let's get raw that's why i grew up in an orphanage babies can do really weird shit right out of the womb so um, i'm ready so we start with cody who's apparently doing a strip tease yeah i was like what's happening right now? <laughs> when he got down to like no shirt i was looking at him and i was like Corey, you're starting to look like a Ken doll. He does have a little bit of a Ken doll look because he's like very tan and he's yep. very blonde and his hair is very solid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Like that dude has got some thick, dense hair. I want him to show up in the Barbie movie. Oh my gosh. But As I don't agree Ken. that he's just Ken. I mean, this Ken is everything. Uh, well, he could be, right? He could be yeah. everything. <laughs> Although I think they're trying to position Ryan Gosling as that for that movie, but whatever. Meh. Meh. It's I'd rather fine. <laughs> so once again, Cody, Cody does some nice fan service, thanking them for supporting him when he wrestled with a torn peck at the Allstate Arena. Very poetic. In Chicago. Mm -hmm. This was in Rosemont, I think they said, right? Rosemont like outside Chicago. Oh yeah, I think, so. I think so. I think that's where we went to a concert once upon a time. Oh my gosh, is that where we saw The Cure? I think that's, I think <sighs> it's that one. Cause I, I don't think there's another arena in Rosemont. I bet there isn't. That's wonderful, I didn't realize. I know, isn't that fun? But that takes me back. So 
while Cody's talking, Balor finterrupts. <laughs> and <laughs> you've been sitting on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Finn says that Cody can't beat up Brock. Yeah. But the judgment day yeah can help um i feel like you know finn's pitch is kind of amazing like look we've got rhea ripley she's the women's champ damian priest (laughs) is gonna fight a little musician and that's gonna be badass and and then there's dominic he has daddy issues so really i think (laughs) i just the way he said that and dominic mysterio (laughs) and we have dominic it was amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, it was so good. Can we briefly talk about how whoever is cutting Finn's hair needs to have a hurt put on them? I was wondering if this was in part done to like cover up the stitches because oh, when maybe. he or the staples because when he first had it, he had like that crazy part in his hair. Yeah. Where like they had the, so I'm just wondering if it like was a styling attempt to try to cover up the staples because he doesn't usually have bad hair the staples would have looked better i mean i don't disagree (laughs) finn's thing is abs though hair is not finn's thing it's abs so that's true and you know what he he may have a c minus in hair but he's got an a plus in abs yeah well done that that man avoids carbs like nobody i've ever seen I don't think he's had a noodle in months, if not years. <laughs> Which makes me sad. I know. You, ha- you need carbs, Finn. Mm-hmm. You need them. They're fundamental. So Cody says no thanks. What a shock, right? He does not want to join this heel <laughs> faction that is just a hot mess. <laughs> that also, like, loves to destroy people <laughs> that dare to, like, stand outside any of those four. I feel like he was basically like, look, Finn, it's not going to work because you guys are like goth metal jocks and I'm like a student government jock and I just like an honor society jock. I don't think it's going to work. I'm a Ken doll. Mm-hmm. You're more of a Bratz doll. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. Our clothes won't fit each other. It's just not. <laughs> so out of this says, you know, Finn's like, you're either with the judgment day or you're against the judgment day yes very george bush of him well you know he's he's feeling political tonight (laughs) um so i don't know what did you think of this i mean i feel like you know we knew that finn had some kinds of feelings about cody previously yeah and i feel like this is the problem of inserting brock lesnar on the road back to a championship match and keeping roman reigns off television all the time is that cody rhodes needs something to do yeah so we've got to throw these sort of like you know not jobbers at him because we want to make him look legitimate but he's yeah. got to keep having these sort of going nowhere skirmishes because right now, neither of the dudes he's feuding with come to work very often. No. And we'll get into that a little bit more, I think, once dad comes out and makes his yes. announcement. But I think you're totally right. Um, I, it's just kind of weird. Like, 
I don't know. They they've painted themselves into a corner. I think so. And I, I feel like you see it with things like this where it doesn't to me make sense to have Finn be like, come join the judgment day. We've got a champion and Dominic, you know, because like yeah. you guys are, are a little overextended. Like you're already in bed with the bloodline and now you're going to try to recruit Cody. Like I just, you guys have a lot of irons and different fires and Cody is just kind of floating. Maybe so. that's what they wanted, right? Maybe they are too. They are overextended, so they're like, well, let's get that Cody guy. He can help. I mean, he's definitely going to want to help us align with the bloodline. I love that they thought that that would work. Like, let's go let's go talk I to know. Mr. All-American. I mean, bless their hearts. I it's like it's like when you get a cold marketing email at work that is completely not for you. Yeah. Like I work in a department that is very much not about, let's say architecture, but you get an email that's like, hi, we're a leading architecture firm that's built these things all over the country. And we think you're the right. It's like, I'm not, I assure you, I am not the right audience <laughs> for this. Yeah. That's the level of research that Finn did on this one. <laughs> He's alive. Let's recruit him. Right. He is a man. We here. replaced one blonde guy. Let's get in another blonde guy. Mm -hmm. We need a tall blonde. Well, I would like to talk about the bloodline next, if that's okay with you. I mean, it's, that's always okay with me. Always. So we have a six-man tag match, which yes, sometimes six-man tags drive me insane. But this is Solo and the Usos versus the, the Latino World Order. Which is full on no longer Legato del Fantasma, apparently. Like, they're just full on Latino World Order now. I like it, and it makes me sad because I think Legato yeah. del Fantasma is such a beautiful name for a stable. It's a really great name. And, I mean, I get why they're doing it, right? Because they weren't quite over. But now that they're Latino World Order, they're very much over. Yeah, so, they've got a foot on the I run of the ladder. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. But Legato del Fantasma is really good. Um, I decided that I really wish I could have Santos Escobar's hair, like, as my own. It's beautiful hair. He does have beautiful hair. He's just kind of a just, beautiful man. I'm not going to lie. Like, he's kind of a beautiful like, man. It's just so shiny. Mm -hmm. Silky. I feel like he styles it in, like, very aesthetically pleasing ways frequently. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just down, but other times he does stuff with it. And I'm like... I wish I knew how to style my hair. I hope Aww. he braids his own hair. Yeah, me too. I like that idea. Me too. So uh, I think that, you know, this match was kind of what we expected this match to be, right? I didn't expect Absolutely. it to be a terrible match. It was enjoyable. I don't, I mean, the thing that comes out of this that I think is the most remarkable part right i mean the bloodline mm -hmm. wins because shenanigans as per usual but yes they get a little high on the horse high on the hog on their high horse i'm mixing my metaphors they high get on a, the hog horse they, they get a little hoggy on their horse and <laughs> say like oh we're gonna win our rematch on friday and we're dedicating yeah. it to roman reigns the great thing too is like Look, they won this match because of Solo Sokoa and his yep. thumb. 
Solo's yeah. thumb made it possible. Jay immediately is like, I'm going to talk some shit. I'm going to get out here and be so braggadocious. Like anyone in my position would know it's a bad idea except me. Yep. And like Solo standing behind them like, y'all are dumb. Y'all are <laughs> I feel so like dumb. He must have so many thoughts just running through his head like, you guys need to shut the fuck up. You are digging yourselves deeper and deeper. Yeah, like imagine you could hear the thoughts of not the person who plays Solo Sokoa on TV, but the character Solo Sokoa. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a monologue about what freaking idiots these two are. <laughs> So that seems like move. a terrible idea. They um, should not have promised. Okay, I get they have no. to say they're going to win. They should not have promised to do it for Roman. It's like a, it's like every medical show drama ever. You know, like you never promise that you can save somebody's life. Never, never, ever. Unless you're Doctor like... House, and then you can get away with it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I feel like this is just a giant white flag. Like this is. We might as well give up now because this is going to go horribly awry. It is at the same time it is a white flag, a giant red flag. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh my God. There's a flag for everyone. So amazing. Like it took me a second to realize, like, because I was like writing it down and the, they said like, we dedicate Friday's win to Roman Reigns. And I was like, did they mean like last Friday? No, they're talking about no. this coming Friday. I was like, oh, no. They never learn, ever. No, they don't. It's kind of funny. Ugh. Oh, any other thoughts about that? No, just that, you know, my excitement continues to build throughout the night. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to, like, run through a whole bunch of things and just get there, but we we have to attend to other matters first. We're journalists. We are. We're responsible <laughs> objective detached not at all invested journalists no take this seriously so backstage with bianca mm -hmm. she's chatting with kathy and damage did you control notice, interrupts oh. did you notice that kathy now has bangs and braids on the side of her bangs yeah I, she's in crisis like someone needs to ask her what's wrong <laughs> Her hair was very, like, 1996 to me. She's so beautiful. It was weird. I just, Kathy, no. Anyway, damage control. Damage control interrupts. And EO sasses Bianca into a match. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I love when EO gets to be EO and do her thing. I also... Did I write this down? I must not have written this down. At some point, I think I wrote it down during the actual match, but... Did you notice Eo's eye makeup? No. It's super cool. It was like this very subtle, like an orangish brown color almost. Oh, sounds under pretty. Her eye. It just looked really, really cool. I can't really explain mm. it. Like the color was amazing. I don't even know how to call the color, but I loved it. Uh, if we're talking about hair, though, can we talk about Bailey's hair? her little ponytail i was getting court jester vibes from her hair yes i hate it i hate it i love bailey so much i do too but you know i love bailey i do not love the look of bailey sometimes i feel like i should say nice things i mean it's easy to say nice things about bailey incredible competitor 
Seems to be very nice to her children fans when she's not a heel. She's a great heel, though. She does a really good job. Great leader of a heel faction. Just, you know, her ponytail is silly. That's all. Yeah. She's always had a silly ponytail. That's part of being Bailey. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll see this unfold a little bit later, but I, I am dying to get to one of my favorite moments of the entire night. Perhaps the moment of the night. Is Jay being on the phone backstage asking for fish. <laughs> the Mahi Mahi! <laughs> Dear Dad, please keep the fish jokes coming. We can't please, get enough. Please never stop. Like at some point, I need to see the fish, and Roman like picks up the table and throws it at them or something. Like I need to see the fish. That'd be so sad. Show me the fish, Dad. And Jay's All just like devastated. Right? I would like, be devastated. It's not just that Roman is screaming at him and throwing things at him. It's also like his mahi mahi is on the floor so sad and he wants to rinse it off but he knows he can if he wants to retain his dignity even more exciting though is uh we turn another page in my my dream world of everything's a romantic relationship on raw on wrestling in general and sammy's waiting backstage for jay he is big moment and he's like, it's kind of weird that you're dedicating a match to Roman Reigns, my guy. You're better than that. Yeah. And one of the most important moments in my life <laughs> ever <laughs> up to this point. Jay says, why do you care? If I if I may go down a, a winding path here, this is such a romance novel moment. Uh, yeah, why do you think my brain works the way it does? Such a romance novel moment of, like, two characters who want to say how they truly feel but can't for whatever reason, and the one character summons their courage and is like, well, then why do you care? And the other one can't do it for whatever reason. I mean, Sammy says, because I do, which actually means because I love you, but... I mean... There's no subtext. It's all text at this point. I just, dad has very clearly been tearing up Kindle Unlimited for ideas. <laughs> or he's listening to us, which. <laughs> or he's listening to us. I mean, I just feel like whoever is writing this story is like, guys, I've been reading a lot of romance and I really think that there's some parallels. Or he's like, you know, I don't know if you've been on the internet lately, everybody, but like. There's this thing called fan fiction. It's really, really popular. Like people it's... become actual authors out of it. Like, why don't we give it some of it a give some of it a whirl? I think it's what the kids call lit. <laughs> it's definitely lit. I mean, I just like I sit on the couch watching wrestling, and when these moments happen, I'm just like staring. Mm -hmm. I'm a gape. Like it's just like. Am I really seeing this? Is this really happening? And it is. And it's it's so great, too, because, like, you know, Sammy says what he can say, and Jay is so, like, obviously disappointed, and then we have a, you made your choices, and like it or not, I did, too. Like, guys, yeah. this is romance novel dialogue. 
You may not intend it to be romantic, but I have to tell you that for anyone who has ever cracked the spine of a Harlequin romance novel, it is front and center. Yeah, it really is. Like, it's amazing. We might be verging on plagiarism at this point. <laughs> we, better, we better check this dialogue. Google it and we, see what, what they've stolen it from. We are just like seconds away from Sammy saying, Jay, this is the skin of a killer. I mean, <laughs> we're so close. I can't wait for the meadow scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Get it together. Get it together. Got to refocus. Would you like to say anything else about this incredibly important moment in our lives? I mean, probably the most important moment of the show. Yeah. Um, I, I really love, though, that we are getting... Sometimes it feels like there's too many bloodline backstage segments, right? Yeah. But they are working so hard to continue this rich narrative. And I mm -hmm. I am just really excited that we have this opportunity. It feels once in a lifetime. Well, just when I think like, oh, they've they've done it. Like this is yeah, the most amazing it can get. They outdo themselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for Thank you, Dad. Like, listening and knowing what we like and giving it to us thank you for trusting us yeah yeah because we know what's up we do know what is up after this we see kathy backstage with our favorite cowgirl villainess trish yes and she's thriving she really is she's having a great time she's loving life mm-hmm and all she wants is a thank you. Just just a simple thank you. Just an acknowledgement that she blazed a trail mm -hmm. for every single woman in the WWE. And maybe every single woman who's ever lived. I know. I think she's she's getting big for her britches, which I love. That's a such little a bit. heel thing. That's great. I, you know, she's earned it. I'm all right with it. I'm hoping to see more of this soon. Like... They kind of like made a big thing and then just teased Trish a little bit. So I'm hoping that, I mean, I know Becky's uh, slightly injured at the moment. So, but let's have a Lita and Trish showdown. I think it's a good sign that Trish is still antagonizing Becky. Like it shows that we haven't forgotten what's happening. Yeah. You know, that feels to me like a promise. Like, yep, we're just letting her, you know, heal up and then we're going to be back on this. And yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to drop it, which is nice. No. Very encouraging. Okay. Let's get to the greatest announcement in the history of the WWE, if you're Corey Graves. Dad shaking comes out. Shaking the foundations. Yeah. Shaking the foundations. Like, Did you... Did you make any guesses about what this might be before it happened? I thought it was going to be regarding the draft. Like, I really thought it was going to be more... I don't know more information about the draft. I thought maybe somebody important was coming back. Mm -hmm. I thought I was like, well, it can't be about them combining the brands because the draft is coming. So that wouldn't make any sense. I really thought it was going to be like some new Baroque rule system for the draft. That'd be amazing. Like if you pull this card, you can be drafted as a tag team or a stable. If you do, you know, like there were going to be all yeah. these like what ifs, but 
I also thought maybe he was going to be like, guys, I'm just going to put it all out there. I've been listening to this really good podcast. <laughs> it's award winning. That wasn't it, though. So, so I, I have to admit, I was a little bit confused by what he was saying because yes, I was like, what? So I'm going to walk through this and you tell me if I'm right. Okay, I'll try. So he's like, people are tired of Roman Reigns not wrestling enough, apparently, although they went through a million years of Brock not wrestling enough. But anyway, that's fine. <laughs> they're tired of Roman Reigns. So they're taking his two titles mm -hmm. that he already has and combining them into one, I guess, mm -hmm. or like, or he still gets to keep those and he's going wherever he goes. And then yes. they've introduced this new title, which is a heavyweight champion title. Mm -hmm. They used to have a heavyweight champion title. Did they get rid of the heavyweight champion title and now they brought it back? Yeah, I. so I am not super good at remembering which titles we've consolidated and unconsolidated and done all these things with. Yeah. But I, I think generally the gist here is that like one show is going to have this one system of titles, one show is going to have this other one, and that's how we're okay. going to avoid, you know, Roman sitting at home with the titles for months at a time. So he still gets to be a universal champion? Yep, he will still be undisputed interesting so i don't know that that was foundation shaking i didn't think it was but i think <laughs> we've also like we've gotta let dad have these things once in a while you know if it's yeah. special to him he does so much for us let's act like this is a big deal yeah once they showed it, it was kind of anticlimactic in a sense because their social media had been like talking about belts like all week like yes belts 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 look at these titles aren't these cool and i was like okay well maybe don't tease it so much i don't know they're sometimes, not great about keeping secrets no they give away too much sometimes it's like mm -hmm. oh wow it's like a movie trailer that's like 10 minutes long it's like i don't want to see the movie now because i know everything that happens and all the best parts are definitely in the trailer yeah. exactly I kind of felt like this was sort of a weird moment when he's like, we're getting a champion we can respect. I know it was really weird. So like, you're just, you hate Roman Reigns. Is that what's going on? Is like, really talking some shit here. I don't know. I mean, because you started and you were like, there's nobody like Roman Reigns. I mean, I personally think he sucks and doesn't come to work often enough, but he is like one of a kind. <laughs> I so don't weird. respect him and I don't think you should either, but let's give it up for Roman Reigns. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so like, Cody's gonna be this new champion, right? Like, I feel like this is what's happening. It can't. No, Cody has got <laughs> to defeat Roman Reigns. I am set on it. I will not accept anything else. I will continue to pound my little fists. Absolutely not. But yeah, it's probably gonna be Cody. I'm really hoping that they don't then decide to like unify these titles. <laughs> like, like let them be separate. Let the shows have different champions. That's fun. I mean, like. My husband was showing me this meme where, like, you know, Roman Reigns is now holding the two belts that he has plus the new one. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like this is where we're headed. Is like we're 12 years down the road and Roman Reigns is still champion. And he has, like, 15 belts draped over his person. He can no longer move while holding all of them. The Usos are pushing him around in a hand truck. Like... 
Oh my god. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how Roman feels about that. I mean it I feel like it devalues his championships a little bit. He's like I okay i mean i don't know why we had to get down and dirty like this but i was pitched to me as we were just gonna have another title you guys made my crypto plummet how am i gonna afford all this mahi mahi for jay (laughs) man eats a lot of fish he's a real fish snob (sighs) so now that the foundations have been shooketh um let's jump ahead to the bloodline backstage again Uh, Jimmy calling himself Jim was like, I don't, was just like the greatest thing I've ever heard. I don't know why. Like he just kept saying Jim Uso. Main event Jim Uso was just killing me. I loved it so much. It feels a little bit like calling your spouse by their government name, but also like being somewhat like seeing your teacher in the grocery store and someone calls them by their name instead of Mr. or Mrs. Whatever. Yeah. It felt wildly inappropriate and yet also delightful. Yeah. Like someone calling Tom Hanks Thomas Hanks. Yes. Yes. What? I really sounds weird. Like someone calling you Jill. Ugh. <laughs> nope. Never done it, never will. Dislike. You're allowed to. I don't want to, because I know you don't it's like the people it. who don't know me that just assume those are the people I want to strangle. Do you um, think do you think it's okay for Jimmy's friends to call him Jim Uso, but like you and I should don't know. We don't know him. I don't know. Jim Uso kind of sounds like a used car dealer. Oh my god, that's what I was gonna say. Like, come on down. <laughs> big Jim, big Jim Uso's car lot. Come down to Highway Honda. Big Jim Uso is handed out deals. Happy. Well, have you days. feeling Usi? Oh no. In your new Jeep Renegade. <laughs> um so Jay's distracted. He is. Because, he can't get his head in the game. No, because Sammy got into his little brain there, little earworm. Yeah. yeah. And he dares, dares ask the question, what if we do what if we don't win? Yeah, it's in his head now. So the reaction that Jimmy has when he finds out that Jay was talking to Sammy. Like, first of all, I love that Jay was honest and was like, well, you're talking to Sammy. What? I know. It's the stupidest thing he's ever done. Like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> so I was backstage talking to the guy I'm absolutely not supposed to be talking to. And he made it a few like, good points. It is like coming home and being like, yeah, I was out with my affair partner anyway. <laughs> like, my brother in Christ. What on earth? <laughs> what on earth? <sighs> so... The way that Jimmy flips out when he hears that Jay was talking to Sammy, like he goes from like zero to 60. He just freaks out and loses his shit. This is, this is like some two houses, both alike in dignity stuff that we are getting yeah. into here. Yep. Like this is Montague and Capulet bullshit. And I am here for it. Me too. And Solo is just in the back watching them. Like you dumb fuckers. They just, they talk to each other. Like Solo's not there. Yes, and I feel like that's going to come back to haunt them. Absolutely, because they're convinced that because they're all brothers, they're all on the same page, and like mm-hmm. Solo's the little brother, so of course he's not going to do anything quote-unquote bad, but it's like, I think he's going to spike both of you. 
Right? It's like, oh, it's fine that Roman favors him because, you know, he's our brother and we're all in this together. So it's really not a big deal. Yeah. It's the lies that people tell themselves right before their downfall. Yeah. And I love it. I just love it. So that was dramatic. I loved it. So dramatic. Slightly less dramatic, I guess, was Bianca and Liv. A change of pace. And Raquel versus Damage Control. Mm-hmm. Nice I to really see these love. Again. It was. I really love the energy that they have when they come out. Like, like Raquel just seems like so happy to be there. Like she's just like, I love everybody. Everybody seems so ne-. like you know. She just seems so like psyched about getting to wrestle. The three of them are all super fun. They are. And I just I really like them together. I didn't know how that would work, but I was very pleased. I was too. Um, so yeah, this was the match where when Raquel was like picking somebody up and throwing them around, it was like, no big deal. I don't remember Mm -hmm. who it was. It might've been Dakota Kai, but maybe it was Bailey. I don't know, but it was just like, so effortless. Like it was like, she was just picking up like a piece of paper. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who it is because she's like vanilla ice. If there's a problem, she'll solve it. If there's a lady, she'll pick her up. I mean, even if you think like this person weighs a hundred pounds, which none of them weigh that little, but still just like, just like picks it up. Like no big deal. Like it's a little like gallon of milk. <laughs> uh, you have to, I always tr- remind myself, like, it's not just like, let's say this 125 pound woman. It's also 125 pounds of moving weight. Yeah. Like squirming, fighting. And she's just like, whatever, over my shoulder, like a sack of potatoes. It's amazing. She's so strong. I kind of wanted for this match. So, I mean, EO is going to fight Bianca, right? And I kind of wanted for this match, I wanted EO to be more front and center during it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she had kind of a couple moments where she was like, you know, doing her thing. But like, I don't know. It. I mean, it wasn't just an EO match. It was a damage control match. So, yes, they all get their kind of fair share, but. I felt like leading up to this showdown between Bianca and EO, it would have been kind of nice just to see EO do a little bit more. Well, and I, I feel like that was the point, right? Because Bailey keeps inserting herself. She keeps being like, Oh, how mm-hmm. about damage control? How about not just EO or not just Dakota? It's damage yeah. control. So I, I feel like you're seeing like EO is watching her opportunities get sidelined for Bailey and damage control is not long for this world. No. I don't think. I wonder, maybe after SummerSlam? Mm, If we make it that long. Yeah, it's only a few months away, though. That's true. Wrestling comes out fast. fast. (laughs) So it's going to be Backlash and then the... Night of Champions. Night of Champions, which... That's the one in Saudi Arabia, right? They used to call it King of the Ring or whatever. Yep. And then it'll be SummerSlam, I assume. And I have some real, like, not to get too in the weeds here, but I have some real concerns about Night of Champions because supposedly every championship is going to be defended, right? Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So if every championship is going to be defended, that raises a problem for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, one of whom cannot go to Saudi Arabia and one of whom has historically refused to. That's a really good point. And if they take those titles off of them for stupid reasons, I am going to lose my mind. 
I really hope, God, that's such a good point. I really hope they don't. Maybe they'll just make up some injury thing or, Mm -hmm. because they're not going to tell the truth about it, right? So. No, of course not. Like, they're either going to, like, strip them off them for the stupidest reason imaginable, or there's going to have to be some kind of compromise, right? And I don't know if it's, like, Kevin goes with Freebirds rules or what, but. Oh, yeah, like, what if it's Matt? and ko that go it'll be interesting to see how that works i don't out. want ko to be forced to go though i don't either i mean obviously that's a decision i really want kevin owens and everyone for that matter to make for themselves yeah Ugh. okay well next we had a town clown we sure did extra clown extra down <sighs> So he said, like, welcome to Austin Theory Live. What <laughs> is this like a new thing he's trying to do? I think his shirt even said ATL, Austin Theory Live, which is Atlanta, which aren't you clever? Yeah. But did you see what it said on the back of his shirt? No. It says purpose before opinions. Oh. What does that mean? I don't get it. <laughs> it's like, it's like everything else black- he says. Yes, it's like everything else he says. It's like this old Lewis Black routine where he's talking about being in a diner and he's sitting behind these two people who are having the stupidest conversation <laughs> he can imagine. And one of them says, if it wasn't for my horse, I never would have spent that year in college. And like his brain explodes. I remember that. Purpose before opinions. Triangles after sweaters. Cereal in my hair. None of that means anything, Austin. It is all garbage. No hate it hate him so he was eyeballing the new championship yes and i'm like jesus christ if this motherfucker becomes champion oh my god i also i think it's very bold of him to eye that new champion when he is determinedly a minor character in his own title match that is being scheduled seriously he really is he really is the sub story i mean he even said as much Ugh amazing like don't even look at that title austin it's not for you it's for someone we like in the canon of dumb things austin theory says he was like trying to talk back to the audience which he should not try to do no and they were like chanting you know you tapped out and he's like all you losers tapped because you're sitting those seats watching the greatest of all time it's like so like you mean this is the worst thing they could be doing <laughs> like, like you my dude you consider that people would forego their very expensive wrestling tickets just to avoid you that's powerful man that's powerful <laughs> so thankfully bobby lashley interrupts who's ever been so glad to see bobby lashley i was Woo-hoo! like if you want to get anybody over have them fight austin theory this is the thing they're trying desperately to get omas over Desperately. Have him fight Austin Theory. He will be over in a fucking heartbeat. He'll be America's sweetheart in seconds. He really will. I support it. Instead, we see him, you know, a little bit later on, which we can talk about this later, but, you know, instead they're pairing him up against Seth Rollins. It's like, I I don't know that's going to do the thing you want it to do, my friend. You know, I think the, well, yeah, let's talk about that when we talk about Seth. I don't want to get too far ahead. That's okay. Um, so Austin's pouting. It's not your title. My title. Me title. 
and surprising no one this devolves into a fight bronson reed comes out also not surprising anyone like i just wrote down i was like this is so predictable it feels like we are relitigating the earlier chase for the united states title with a less interesting cast of characters yeah it's like last time it was who wants to take bella to junior prom now it's who wants to take bella to senior prom Mm mm-hmm we're all we're all going to la push baby whether we like it or not it's la push so at the end of this Corey's yelling things of course and he calls (laughs) bronson reed a freak of nature and i'm like can we just not say things like this like yeah like he's not a freak of nature he's a large man right who's very strong and is quite agile that's not a freak of nature feels like it would be easier to do better you know yes it's not hard no (sighs) but wrestling changes at a snail's pace it really does i know i'm not making excuses i'm just since you're listening to the podcast dad you know we could just stop writing letters because you're listening to the podcast so i will never stop writing (laughs) letters never Real missed opportunity not to call this podcast your dad. I know. And then scoop up all the accidental listeners with daddy <laughs> so many issues. people would have wandered in and been so confused. Right? Well, maybe next time. <laughs> so after after this very boring moment, mm-hmm. backstage we see Boogs and Elias talking and then Otis or Chad shows up. And he does a little explaining about what the draft is. Um, it's nice. Maxine comes in with horrifically orange hands. I don't know if you noticed her hands, but they were yeah. so orange. Like, Girl, you got to wear the gloves it when was you apply the tanner. Really, was, I was like, what happened? Um, and I, it didn't help that her outfit was also kind of like orangish, like a burnt yes. umber. She was burnt repping the orange juice look really hard. Did not love it. But out of this came a question. So do you think they'll break up any tag teams? Absolutely. And if so, who do you think they're going to break up? I feel like I feel like no one's safe. I feel like maybe now they're not going to break up Alpha Academy, but they're going to make them this weird package deal with Maxine. Oh, okay. Which I mean, I'm not at all interested in. I don't want nope. them to break up, but I don't have any interest in Maxine. No. I mean, I feel like you're probably going to see at least one shocking destruction yeah. of a tag team or stable. And I think my money is on the judgment day. Ooh, because I don't know if I'm reading too much into this or not, but it seemed like the judgment day was not there for each other on raw in the way that they typically are. Mm-hmm. Like nobody came out to support Finn. Nobody was supporting Damian priest. Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, maybe we're going to see some some fractures here and that might be a portent of things to come in the draft. I wonder I wonder if they'd break up Street Profits. They better not. Just because Montez is so on fire. If they value my patronage, absolutely not. <laughs> I know, it would be really sad. Uh, maybe they'll break up hit row because we never see them anymore anyway. I guess that's true. Like who would notice even if Nobody. we sent top dollar to like 
AEW Dynamite or something. I mean, no one would have any <laughs> idea. Um. Oh God, what if they broke up the New Day? I hate that. But I guess it could work for me if the New Day, while not being on the same shows, could continue as sort of a loosely affiliated group. Yeah. We're like, you're not always wrestling together and interacting together, but the New Day still stays a thing. Like, I wouldn't hate that if, like, stables could become more loosely defined so you're affiliated, but you also can pursue your own goals. Yeah. I mean, I don't want them to break up. I don't want any. I don't want anything to change. I hate change. I know. But I really like all the tag teams. So what if? Oh, they could break up Imperium. Mm, but then, like, who will catch Gunther's coat and then throw it on the ground immediately? Right. <laughs> the I only, I really, I don't want anything to change. And the only draft pick that I would support is Austin Theory being drafted to the Bowels of Hell absolutely other than that i'm just like no it's good the way it is i could definitely see damage control being broken up i think so. yeah that's a good call i think that's a i really feel good like call. that could happen yeah Ugh. yeah so i think judgment day and damage control are the most likely ones but we could be very wrong i'm always wrong <laughs> so once again we're backstage with our dear sammy Zayn. yeah and jimmy uso confronts him how did you feel during this i mean i feel like jimmy doth protest too much but at the same time jimmy doth makes some not terrible <laughs> points i mean it's the heel logic again right like right sammy you're a dick you're gonna be a dick to ko again you're just using him and i mean like so there's always there's a grain of truth in everything right like yeah sammy has not apologized as we keep pointing out yeah. ko does have a terrible track record of losing his temper and beating the shit out of people sometimes those people are sammy yeah <laughs> you know? i know sammy like it feels possible and I, I guess i appreciate that we saw sammy feeling that that like as into yeah. this tag team and working with ko in this way as he is like it it feels tenuous maybe in some ways yeah no i, I agree know. i every interaction they all have i'm just like give me more give me more yes. so Same it's more. like little crumbs i'm just surviving on these little crumbs i was kind of laughing that um he kept calling sammy ooze <laughs> he calls like, everybody ooze the utility so of ooze is just like everyone and everything is an ooze like yep. even when you hate a dude when he's your best friend he's an ooze when you hate him he's an ooze if we're talking about something you left on the couch it's an ooze absolutely very oozy <laughs> did you did you notice that sammy's hair looked really clean i didn't notice he looked like super well groomed i was like sammy Aww. you look great you look really great i did want him to trim his eyebrows a little bit i mean you know my thoughts on this i want him to go back to having short hair and to get that beard under control but i think that ship has sailed i'm fine with the long hair if he like trims the beard up and trims the eyebrows a little bit but no Dear Sammy, Dear Sammy, we love you. We just want the best for you. We love you so much. We really do. We're so grateful that you are going on this romantic ride that the writers keep giving you. Thank you for literally everything, my dude. I know. 
Um, so jumping ahead to Seth Rollins and his magical onesie. Oh my gosh. Can we please talk about the onesie? It was beautiful. It was awful and majestic all at once, which is like my favorite aesthetic. I loved it so much. It was too much. It was metallic. It had a bold pattern. It had an open back. Only at the end did I realize it was a jumpsuit. I loved that it was a jumpsuit. Like, yes. I just, it was so wonderful. I loved everything about it. A treasure. I wish that. I wish that I had access to clothing like that. I wish that more guys would embrace the open back cutout. I know. It's surprising that that hasn't been more of a thing, honestly. But I guess it's a lot of people have gross backs. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a great look. I was into it. Yeah, I loved it. It also made me like, I wish when I miss when Cody was dressing a little bit more adventurously. And Ooh, I was like, you remember like, like his longer coats, like his sushi oh, coats. Yeah, and, yeah. Like I want oh, when he to was be... the doctor for a little bit. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. I want him to be somewhere between Seth and what he's wearing now, which is unfortunate PTA dad. I'm like, just, can you just sit down with Seth and like let him give you some tips to swish it up? It'd be great. I'd love it. Yeah. Just yeah. a little more bombasticism. A little flair, you know? Well, we had mentioned this earlier, but Seth womp is going to fight Omas. Yeah. At Backlash. <laughs> and I just, when, what is happening? When Seth was like, are you psyched to see me face Omas? It's like, no, baby, we're not, but we still nope. love you. I love that MVP had to do the heavy work of explaining how the <laughs> fuck this match happened. <laughs> he was Basil Exposition. Like, let me break it down for you because this is just a lot and we all know it's bullshit. It was just like, come on, man. I don't know. It's going to be. I'm not looking forward to it. I feel like it's just going to be another like 30 second match. And he, yeah. he'll probably win, I guess. I don't know. I still don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what to expect. I I feel like it's this real conundrum where Seth is so hot right now. Like, Seth could not be more over. Yeah. Seth could not be more, like, beloved for every single thing he does. But we just keep giving him <laughs> shit to do a lot of the time. Yeah, it's weird. It's I, really it feels, weird. It feels like we have a star performer and we're just wasting him. It's like Cody, right? They don't have anything for him to do, so they're just finding weird shit. Just let the two of them fight again. I know. Everybody loved it. Right? Just be like, you know, we need to go back and have a more definitive whatever. I don't know, but at least that would be more interesting than what we've been doing. I would be invested as fuck in that fight. Yes. Ugh. Okay. So we're not looking forward to that match, but we'll talk about it next week when we do our predictions for Backlash. Right, because we're here to report on every match, not just. The I would ones like to get to a more important during. moment. Sorry, I what, didn't mean to what talk is over it? you. No, it's I fine. Can't... I know you're excited. I'm excited too. I'm sorry. It's all right. I want to go sorry. backstage with Matt and Kevin and Sami. Absolutely, let's do it. So this this was the moment of the night when I knew they were listening to our podcast because yeah, 
Matt was wearing actual shorts. I know. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, my dude. I was like, this is great. He's wearing actual shorts. Mm-hmm. But I guess he didn't wrestle, so maybe that's why he was wearing yeah. actual shorts. Yeah. But once again, we see Matt's parents having a little tip. <laughs> yeah, I th- and I feel like the whole time Matt Riddle was like, I'm going to get two Christmases. Yep, basically. It's coming. I know it's not my fault. I know it's not my fault. They love me. They're just, they don't love each other so much right now. So when Kevin and Sammy were talking to each other, I wrote down, this is the most broken up. Sorry, this is the most broken up people talk ever. Yes. Like, the way they were talking to each other. And like, it was just so funny because... You know, Kevin also loses the shit when he finds out that he that Sammy was talking to Jay. And it was just it was basically like, you guys broke up. Why are you still talking to him? Like, it was really that moment. It is, again, the romance novel trope of like, we broke up, but nobody really wanted to. We're both still into each other. I'm like, okay, you guys have to understand that these tropes are not all purpose. And if you are going to apply them, (laughs) they're going to represent the genre that they came from. Okay, I just... And I'm fine with it. I don't want you to change, but. Well, and then Matt steps in and he's like, you know, I used to have a really good boyfriend. (laughs) He's the best. And everybody said he would cheat on me, but you know, he never cheated on me. It's amazing. Like, I just, I have got to talk to the people writing this. Like, I just want to talk to them and get their autographs and like, thank them, get them on the show. Oh my gosh. They send them an edible arrangement. Like, thank you. Thank you for this, like emmy worthy work that you have been doing (laughs) putting in the time putting in the research Uh, one thing that i thought was kind of funny though like after i think matt and sammy or matt and kevin walk away from Mm -hmm. sammy and sammy's just standing there holding his belts and i was like why is he wandering around holding his belts (laughs) there's no reason for him to be wandering around holding his belts and yet he's like you know traipsing around the backstage area Talking to exes with his belts. I feel like if there's one thing that the storyline has brought home to me, it's that Sammy should be chaperoned at all times. He needs a (laughs) keeper because otherwise he is going to get up to his eyeballs in nonsense. He's going to be back on his bullshit in every way possible. Like, yep. Watch him. Someone doesn't make good choices. No, but they're real entertaining choices. They are. They're great. And I, I love his soft heart. I can't help it. I know it's very sweet. He wants everybody to be happy. He wants and his cake like, and to eat it too, and I want him does. to do that also. He does, and I'm I'm sorry, my friend, but you're in a relationship where not everybody's going to be happy because two people hate each other. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to work out. You know what? Uh, some of us still believe, and I'll leave it at that. Some of us still believe. What I think is funny is that Sammy really likes Grumpy. KO's grumpy, he does. Jay's grumpy. He's just as he he like is drawn to grumpy. Grumpy and sunshine being another trope that has been inappropriately <laughs> drawn into the world of wrestling. <laughs> Although I feel like grumpy and sunshine is a very time honored tradition in wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So much overlap. And also I never in expected. like cartoons. So I think it's mm-hmm. not only a romance trope. That one I'll give them. The other ones I will absolutely not. <laughs> I think that's fair. Are you ready to move on to the main event? I am ready. Let's do it. 
Well, the main event of Ra was Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest. I almost said Damian Sandow. <laughs> no! Uh, I thought he was funny. Um, now, we know that Matt Riddle was listening to our podcast. Yes. But you know who is not listening to our podcast? Who would you say was not listening? Rey Mysterio. And do you know why? <laughs> Because he's still wearing those goddamn pants that look like they have briefs on the outside of them. Yeah, I feel like, though, he's just in a rut. He's like, it's a good podcast, ladies, but I got to admit, I love this look, and I am not changing for anybody at this stage of the game. Like, I loved the little mohawk he had with, like, the yes. Mexican flag colors. Very cool. Like, his whole outfit was great, except for the white brief-looking thing. Yeah, that that's not my favorite either, but I guess it's also like, man, he's earned his unflattering ring gear. If it's important to him you know i feel like we need to get to angie and angie could change his mind she probably hates it too she's like baby mm -hmm. you know i love you but that's ridiculous mm -hmm. it gotta be me babe mm -hmm. so this match was an exhibit of the hilarity of size difference between these two um and i as much as i love ray i found a lot of it hard to believe yes just like the ability for him to throw Damien around just like did not make sense to me. I, it would not compute. It's like when Zelina and Rhea fight, I like Zelina throwing Rhea around is going to seem really strange. This seems even stranger because I mean, Damien is just so gigantic. It does stretch the boundaries <laughs> of believability. I think, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think they put on a great match, but yeah. yes, there's a point where you're watching this and you're like, I don't know, guys. Like, yeah. whether it is the 14 inch height disparity <laughs> or like the 25 year age disparity, although that's not accurate. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of factors here. Yeah, Damian Priest is 40. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I looked him up the other day. Needed some more deets. You got to get the deets. So at one point he throws a chair at Ray's head. Not very nice. And hits him right on the fucking head. Like Yeah, that makes me very uncomfortable. Bang on the head. I, and for some reason, I don't I don't know why I got this idea, but I swear at some point years and years ago you told me like they couldn't do like headshots anymore. So for a while I think they really tried to stay away from it. Um because of Chris Benoit. Uh, you know, okay. I I think they've really been a lot more conscious about head injury. Like if you've had a certain number of concussions, you're not competing and mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, obviously that was an incredibly tragic situation and I'm glad that they take precautions, but things like that make me think there are still a few precautions we could be taking. Yeah. I, I was just really surprised that he just threw a chair at him, but I was like, okay. <laughs> well, and I suppose once the chair is in the air, yeah. Like, are you supposed to get your arms up and it didn't happen? Or, you know, like, right. So a lot right. that can go wrong. So this ends up in a Damien beatdown. He just keeps mm -hmm. beating up Ray. And who comes to the rescue but Bad Bunny, which was not at all a surprise because they kept saying, Bad Bunny's here tonight. Like, I mean, it also took Bad Bunny, like, Undertaker levels of time to get to the ring. I know. Like, he's here. He's in his car. He's actually having to park in a garage across town. He's walking over slowly but surely. He stops for a hot dog. Finally, he enters the arena and takes the wrong staircase. Like, bad buddy, where are you? What is going on? It was so weird. Like, 
I feel like it was very anticlimactic. Like if you're going to have Bad Bunny on, just like have him on already so that yes. when he comes to help, it's maybe more of a surprise than it would have been otherwise, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just I agree. salty about it. But he wailed on Damien with that kendo stick. Woo. Yeah, he does not pull his punches at all. Ugh. Bad Bunny is in it to win it. I feel like Damien sold it really well, too. I mean, he I'm did. sure it hurt, but like he definitely sold it. And so they are now going to have a street fight at Backlash. And I feel like that's going to be horrible. I feel like having a street fight is a good option for someone who has shown some aptitude for wrestling stuff, but is not a wrestler. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it doesn't require Bad Bunny to pull out an incredibly technical repertoire. And they've built up yeah. the story for a street fight, right? Like, we hate each yeah. other. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen Bad Bunny on before besides what we've seen recently. So, should be fun. I feel like I remember him at a pay-per-view once before. And, like, he acquitted himself just fine. Like, okay. Not a prodigy, but he did his best. Yeah. But not terrible. No, not at all. Okay. Did you did you notice in the aftermath of all this that Damian Priest did something that we've been asking wrestlers to do? And no. threatens to kill Bad Bunny. Oh yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> Well, and earlier he said, I don't know if it was on SmackDown. It might have been on SmackDown. He's like, I'm going to eliminate Rey Mysterio. <laughs> He's just like full on threatening murder left and right. I also really like that the last thing we hear as the episode goes off the air is Damien yelling, we ain't friends. We're definitely enemies. I'm like, honey, you are the last to know. Oh, I didn't hear him say that. I think I heard him say like, I'm going to ruin your career. (laughs) We're definitely enemies. Definitely enemies. That's so cute. Uh, Which uh, every time you bring up hot dog themed anything is what i think to myself we are definitely enemies you don't believe that i don't anything else you'd like to say about this here main event i feel like this got me a little more interested in this bad bunny situation i I know it did it it picked up for me i'm into it i think it was the kendo stick it was probably the kendo stick i love a good kendo sticking well Thank you for listening this week. You can find older episodes of Wrestling is for Girls on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. Of course, you can always reach out and tell us how delusional we are on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. We'll be back next week with Backlash Predictions. And remember... You two broke up, so why are you still talking to him? <laughs>